Have you ever received a PDF file by email that you're supposed to sign and return by email? Do you know what a huge hassle that is? Well, it used to be a hassle. Today I'm going to show you how to sign it electronically without printing or scanning it. And do you know what happens at 3 p.m. on Memorial Day? <laughs> Welcome to another episode of The Computer Tutor, tips, tricks, and advice from a computer pro without all the tech talk. And now, here is your computer tutor, Scott Johnson. Good Monday morning to you, my friend. This is Scott Johnson, and you're listening to The Computer Tutor Podcast. This is the podcast where I like to talk about all the cool things you can do with your computer. But, you know, I don't use all that geeky technical language because nobody wants to hear that. And if at some time during this podcast you hear some beeping, that's a computer I have running here in my office uh, that's about two feet from me, and it's doing some data recovery. The program just beeps sometimes. There's nothing I can do to stop it, so just letting you know. I do computer repair right here from my home office in the Tampa Bay area of Florida, and I've been doing this kind of work since 1999. Sometimes a client will bring me their computer, sometimes I go on site, but I do a lot of work through remote access. So if you have a problem with your computer, there's a pretty good chance I can help. Just give me a call at 727-254-9078, or you can email me at pctutor at gmail.com. And you know, I haven't asked you to do this in quite a long time, so I'm asking today, would you go to iTunes and give my podcast a review or a rating? I really would appreciate it. Or if you're listening to me on Stitcher Radio, it would be really great if you could just give me a thumbs up or put me on your favorites list. Thank you very much. Today's computer tip can be seen at my website at computertutorflorida.com forward slash 093. So let's get started. As you might already know, if you need to send or receive any type of contract or legal document by email, the standard format is PDF. That stands for Portable Document File or Portable Document Format, depending on who you talk to. The standard program for opening that kind of file is Adobe Reader, which you can get for free at adobe.com. Just be careful to uncheck any boxes that offer other software that you don't want. They're kind of tricky like that. I know there are other programs that will open PDF files, and actually a lot of them are lighter than Adobe Reader, and they also don't get updated as often as Adobe Reader does. But there are pros and cons both ways. I'll probably do a podcast about that sometime in the near future. But for today's discussion, we're talking about Adobe Reader. Well, here's what usually happens. I'll just use an example. Um, I'm going to use my recent experience when I bought a new car. After the deal's all done, I call up my car insurance agent and I tell him, okay, we need to add this car onto our policy. So I give him all the details and he says, okay, no problem. I'll write up the change and I'll email you the document to sign and return. So a little while later, I get the email and it has the PDF file attached with all the newly revised information about our car, how much the insurance premium is now, you know, all those details. And all I have to do is sign it and email it back to him. Pretty easy, right? Well, here's how I used to do this. I would first open the attachment. Then I have to print the attachment. And on the printed page, I sign my name right where it's required. 
Then I have to get the signed version back to a saved file on my computer, so to do that, I have to scan the signed pages and then save that as a PDF file. Then I attach that signed PDF file to an email back to my insurance agent. Then, of course, I shred the papers that I just printed. Really, it's a waste of ink, it's a waste of paper, and really, most of all, it's a waste of time. If you've ever gone through that process, I'm here to tell you today there is a better way, and it does not involve any printing or scanning. Adobe Reader makes this possible, and they actually give you a few different options as to how you can do it. The one I like best is done by using your webcam, of all things. Most of today's laptops have a webcam built in, and if you don't have one built into your screen, you can get one for about $20 and just plug it into a USB port on your computer. When you have the PDF document open, look in that top right area and you'll see the word sign, S-I-G-N. Click on that, and in the I need to sign section that opens up, click where it says place signature. Now a new window is going to open, and you want to choose the option called Use a Webcam. This is so cool. You'll see a button that says Start Webcam, and when you click that, you're going to see your webcam image right there on the screen, which is probably you looking at the webcam, but right in the middle there's a blue line. At this point, you want to just sign your name on a piece of paper, or what I like to use usually is like a regular 3x5 index card on the blank side, not on the line side. Hold that card with your signature up to the webcam so that your signature is sitting on the blue line that's on the screen. You'll be able to see a little preview in the lower left corner on the screen, and when it looks okay, click the Accept button, and there you have your signature right on the screen. Now you just need to drag it to where it needs to be on the PDF document, and you might also need to resize it if it needs to be bigger or smaller. That's all very intuitive. You'll see this when you try it. Then just save the PDF file and attach it to your email, back to whoever needs your signature. All done with no wasted paper or ink. Now, you might have noticed early in the process, if you go through this, that there are a few other options rather than using your webcam. You could have just typed your name, and the computer would then change it to kind of a cursive font, and you could use that as your signature. But the problem with that is that it's pretty obvious to anybody that sees it that it's not really your signature. It's just a computer-generated one. Even though it's in you know, a font that looks like handwriting, it's, uh, it, it might not work for a legal document. Another option is to actually sign a piece of paper and then scan your signature and save it as an image on the computer. You could do that, and really you only need to do that once since it would be saved on your computer and you could use it for other documents in the future. But you know, with this one, you're back to using paper and scanning, but it is an option. And another option is to actually try to draw your signature with your mouse right on the screen. This one's pretty easy, but I guarantee it won't look like your actual signature. It will more likely look like it was written by someone with the opposite hand than what they normally use. So if you're right-handed, sign your name with your left hand. That's what that's going to look like. So I would encourage you to try this with your webcam. I think you're going to find that it's pretty easy, and it's actually kind of fun. One thing I should mention that's important to point out, what we're doing in this process is signing the document electronically. We're not signing it digitally. That's an important distinction that you should know about. Electronically means that you signed it using the computer rather than on a piece of paper. A digital signature 
is done with a security certificate, and that means that it can be verified that it actually was signed by you and no one else. If you're signing a document that requires this, the sender is normally going to tell you that ahead of time. But in most cases, an electronic signature is sufficient. Now, for this episode, I'm not going to do the Get to Know Scott segment. There's something more important to talk about. Here in the U.S., today is Memorial Day. It's a day that we remember and honor those that have given their lives in the service of our country. But, you know, I learned something new recently that has to do with Memorial Day, and I wanted to pass it on just in case you, like me, had not heard of it. Back in 1996, there was an organization in Washington, D.C., that took a survey of young children. They were visiting the nation's capital, and they asked these children just one question. They asked, why do you think there's a holiday on Memorial Day? Well, the answers they got back were pretty sad. They had to do with barbecues and parties, and one of the kids even said it was a celebration because that's the day the swimming pools open. So this group came up with the idea of what's called a National Moment of Remembrance to remind us about the real meaning of the holiday, and so that future generations will know as well. So the following year, 1997, the President and Congress got behind it, and now it's an American tradition. The National Moment of Remembrance happens at 3 p.m., and it's 3 p.m. local time, wherever you happen to live in the U.S., and wherever you are, you just stay silent for one minute and think about the men and women who have died so that we might have freedom. So if you live here in America, that's something you should do today. See you next Monday morning. Well, that wraps up this episode of the Computer Tutor Podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. If you'd like to contact me with a question, a comment, or a suggestion for a future topic, you're welcome to do so at my website, computertutorflorida.com. And while you're there, sign up for my free Monday morning email newsletter. If you have a computer problem, give me a call at 727-254-9078. In many cases, I can take care of a problem remotely, so it doesn't matter if you're here in Florida, up in Maine, or way out in California. I'd love to help. Thanks again for listening, and have a great week. God bless.